seven lines from the top of Daf Kuf Beis Amid Aleph. We know that the pasuk says Benegei Chalitza Benikshu Yevimtei Love Laini Hazkenim V'Cholten Aloi Me'al Ragloi. And the pasuk also says Benikshu Shmei Bisrael Beis Chalutanal. So the Torah uses the lashon of now, and Rashi points out that the word now in the Torah means a shoe. And even though the word now sounds like the word Minal, which was used as a lashon for a shoe that was made of soft leather, which was used in the time of the Chacham. However, Rashi says that the term minal is not used in the entire Torah. The only time we have a lashon for shu in the Torah is a lashon minal kagayin shal malcha, and also as it says in Rosh, a shalaf ishnaloi the mashma bein savlon ben minal. And therefore, when the Torah uses lashon minaloi, it's really referring to either a minal, a shoe made out of soft leather, or a sandal, which was a shoe that was made out of harder leather. The minal lashon chacham minal lashon Torah. The lashon minal is just a lashon chacham used and now is a Lashon of the Torah and Rashi further points out that don't tell me that we do have a Lashon of Minol in the Torah because the time that it says Minol in the Torah is in Pasha's Vizaysa Bracha Basel and Nechesh's Minol Lecha and that Lashon of Minol is not referring to a shul and the Pasuk over there is referring to a lock that's made of iron or copper and therefore there is no question that Midoraisa you can use either a Minol which is a soft leather shoe or use a saddle which is made of hard boiled leather as both are made of leather however as we will see the Rabbanon didn't want someone to use a soft leather shoe because if it rips a person would still keep the shoe around and even wear it and they may come to use the shoe for chalitza and it's not considered a shoe at that point and therefore of course it would be possible to do chalitza with the shoe and that's why according to one man in the Gemara the Chacham said that you now will use a soft leather shoe you now use a minol our Gemara begins Amr Rabba Amr Rabba Kana Amr Rabba Rabba said the name of Rabba Kana and the name of Rabba if Elio would come and say that you allowed to do chalitza with this soft leather shoe, you would listen to him. And even though we just said that the Chum made Xeria not to use a minnow, that's only L'Chathila, and therefore if Elio comes and says you can use a minnow, so therefore we would listen to him because we would say that Elio is telling us that there's no reason for the Xeria any longer. However, if Elio comes and says, in Chalitza that you can't go and do Chalitza with this hard leather shoe, and he's going to say that there's a reason for the Xeria, in Shemilite, then we don't listen to him, since the Minnika Ulam is to use a sandal. Rav Kahana Amrav, and Rabbi Yasef says in the name of Rav Kahana Amrav. So before we had Rabba, and now we have Rabbi Yasef. And he says, if Eliyahu will come and say that he can't do chalitza with a minal because of the xeria that we said, then we would listen to him. However, in he says exactly like Rabbi says that if Eliyahu comes and says that he can't do chalitza with a sandal, then in that you cannot listen to Eliyahu because we already have the minal to use a sandal. Now the Gemara is my now, what's the nafkamina between what Rabbah said and Rabbi Yisuf said? And the Gemara says, The nafkamina would be, Can you use a minnow nowadays? According to Rabbah, it's mashma that right now we don't use a minnow, and that's why Rabbi says, If Yahweh would come and say that you allowed to do chalitza with a minnow, even though nowadays we don't do that, you can listen to him. However, Rabbi Yisuf is mashma that right now we actually use a minnow, and therefore he said, If Yahweh comes and says we shouldn't use a minnow any longer, then we would listen to Yahweh. And the Gemara is on the version of Rabbi Yisif, according to that man that says that you could use a minnow nowadays, but now we learned in our Mishnah, if you go and do chalitza with the soft leather shoe, the chalitza would be kasha, and it's mashma, the yevet, and it's only if you did it, then it's kasha, and it's bidyevet, but they now do so. So the Gemara answers, really, our Mishnah means that you can actually do that, but I did the Bible, Mr. Sefer, but I'm pilya chalitza. 
Masrim Psula, and since in the Sefer we have to talk about the soft sack, which was made of cloth, that over there, the Chalitza is puzzle, that feel of B'deeved, and that then is even B'deeved, it would be puzzle, and therefore a ton of Namirash B'deeved regarding a minnal, even though, of course, you could use a minnal L'Chatkila, according to Rabbi Yisif, however, we still use a Lashin D'yeved, and Tais points out that Tulchaira, we should have brought a right from the Sefer as well, because we send the Sefer, Sandal Sheish by Ekev Kasha, the sandal that has a heel is kosher and smashma. At lechachilo, you now use a sandal that has a heel, and of course that's not correct. Of course, that is the ikka way to do chalitza el al kachok. Therefore, it must be mishum the tani sefer. The reason why in the ratio we use a lashin which be the eved because in the sefer we said an ein by ekev puzzle that the shoe doesn't have a heel. It would be puzzle to use for chalitza, and that of course means puzzle the eved, and that's why nakat ratio kasha in the ratio also we use a lashin kasha which sounds like it's be the eved, but of course it's going to be kasha. And Taisa says, "Ve'ish loyma to have a matzah lemei lutamech in a chenami." The Gemara could have used this as a raya to its point. And the Gemara continues, "Umino lechatchila tanoi." The concept, if a shoe that's made of soft leather can be used lechatchila, is a machlekes tanoi. In the Tanya, we learn to the Brisa, "Amr Abiyasi," or some of the Gesa, "Amr Abshimin." Tamachas lachlin Nitzivin. One time, I went to a city called Nitzivin. Matzasi zachin echad, and I found an older man, a matzah. I said to him, "Klumata baki Rabbi Yehuda ben Mesera." Did you know Rabbi Yehuda ben Mesera? And this is, of course, similar to the Gemara in Masechus Pesach. Where it says Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseira lived in the Tzivin, Amali Hain, and he told me that I did know Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseira. And Taisu brings from the Yishalmi a Gersa Shulchani Yisubi and I was a money changer in my city. While Shulchani Hutadir and Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseira used to come to change money by me constantly. And then Rabbi Yesi asked the older man, Klum Yisus Shechalos Biyavama, did you ever see how he did Chalitza with Yavama Amali? And he said to me, Yisus Shechalos Habipam. I saw the mice that he did with Chalitza many times. So he asked him, B'menalah B'sandal, did he use a soft the shoe, or did he use a sandal? Amali said, Is it possible to even do chalitza with a soft shoe? See from the response of this old man as to the meaning of Rabbi Huda ben Bezerra, that Rabbi Huda ben Bezerra definitely didn't use a soft shoe. But the point of the Gemara is from the next point, because in Matiloi, Rabbi Yesi said back to the older man, that why would Rabbi have said, that if you did chalitza with a soft shoe, the chalitza would be kosher and Rabbi Yaakov said over in the name of Rabbi you can even do chalitza with a soft shoe, even chalitza. But the point is that we see in the two different versions of what Ramea said that according to Rabbi Yesi's version, as to what Ramea said, that the chalitza is kasha at least b'diavid. And according to the version Rabbi Yaakov had as to what Ramea said, chalitza with a soft shoe with a menal is even mutal the chalitza. And the Gemara continues, according to Manda it says that the chalitza you now use a soft shoe a menal. My time, or what's the reason? And the Gemara says, if you're going to say that there's a problem over here because this type of shoe there's leather on the top there's some sort of tongue at the top of the shoe and then afterwards there are shoelaces or straps on top of that as Rashi says Barakta is Shreich now when the Targum over there says is Arakta the Masana so we see it's referring to some sort of a shoelace and therefore this shoe is almost like you have one shoe on top of the other and the Gemara explains and since the Torah says so you use the Lashon that the only type of shoe you're allowed to use is only when you have one shoe on top of your foot and then she slips that shoe off of his foot but not when you have two shoes or something that's similar to two shoes and that would be possible and that's why you can't use a shoe that's made from soft leather you can't use them at all if you're going to tell me that based on so even if you'd want to use such a shoe you should not be able to use it and of course we know that it does work and that answers it's not a derisive because as Rashi says that even if we consider a minol 
like two shoes. However, all you need is Guluya Kurbi you know, and you have to make sure that she takes off his shoe in order to reveal his foot. And even if you have two shoes, one on top of the other, as long as she slips off both of the shoes, it would be a valid chalitza. Therefore, the Gemara says, What's the reason that you can't use a menol? That the reason why you can't use a soft shoe is because since that leather could rip and it still could be usable, or half of this menol could be ripped and still you'd be able to use it even though it wouldn't be geschmack, but it's still usable because it has these straps that tie it onto your foot. And since it's usable, since you can still tie it up and keep it on, so someone may come to use it for chalitza, and it's not kashal chalitza because at this point it's not considered a shoe any longer and loses shem of a now. And that's why the Rabbanim said we can't use a minal lechatchila. However, since the sandal is made from very hard leather, therefore it would be impossible to wear the shoe if it either broke or it was a half a shoe, and that's why we don't make exera and lechatchila. It's better to use a sandal. And the Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi, lav the chamisi lechavivi. That if not for the fact I saw my uncle Rabchia who used a sandal which was made of a wide material and it was easy to slip on and off, I would not have allowed person to use this for chalitza because it would not be considered like she removed the shoe. It's considered like the shoe came off almost by itself. And really, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have allowed this type of shoe to be used. I would have required someone to use an Arab or nomad sandal because they walk a lot and therefore they use to have very tight-fitting shoes, and in order for the chalutza to take off the shoe from the man, it would be much harder for her. That would be considered a better chalitza because of the passage that says the chalutza that she has to take the shoe off of his foot. The done are a type of shoes that we have nowadays. That even though our shoes have some sort of a knot in it that keeps the shoe on tighter, however, we still make sure to place straps on these shoes and make sure it's very tight in order that it should be a proper chalitza and you'll be able to have the woman pull it off your shoe and it will be said the name Rab, that we know that in order for a woman to be she has to have chalitza what is the point that it's considered that chalitza was perfected and therefore now she'll be mutalashuk so that the time that the Yivama would be mutalashuk is at the point when she removes the shoe from most of the heel of the Yavam and the Gemara continues on the sheet of Rav that said that once the Yavama pulls off the shoe off of Reva Ekev, it's considered that she's Mutalashuk. But the Bryce says, let's say the Yavam untied the straps of these shoes, and after the shoe is already loose, the Yavama now comes and takes the shoe off of his foot, or he removed most of his foot, and then the rest of the shoe was taken off by the Yichalutza, that Chalitza is not considered valid. And the Gemara is, time of the Shaman Hu, it's Mashmur because he slipped off most of the shoe, but if she would have slipped off the shoe off most of his foot, her chalitza would be valid, but it's mashma roi in, it's only because she took it off most of his foot, roi but she only took it off most of his hair, then it would not be good. So Gemara says, when the Bryce says that he took it off of roi it means he took it off from most of his ankle. If that's true, why would it call it roi And the Gemara explains, the because most of the weight of a foot is supported on a person's heel and that's why the ikka part of a foot is the ikab and therefore those words are interchangeable and that's why the Bryce teaches us that if the yavim himself removes the shoe from most of his heel then it would not be a valid chalitza even though the chalitza takes the shoe off the rest of his foot however if the yavama actually took off the shoe from most of his heel that would be a valid chalitza
The Gemara continues, Misael that this price is actually a riot to the dinner of Yanai because the Bryce just taught us that in order for there to be a proper chalitza, the woman not only has to untie the shoe, but she also has to slip it off, and one without the other is not good enough. And the Amr Abyanai, Rabbi also says, Bain Shehitahu, it doesn't make a difference if he untied it, Bishamtahi, and she removed the shoe off his foot, or Bain Shatir he, or if she unbuckled it, or she untied the laces, and Bishamat who, and he removed the shoe off of his foot, Chalitza is not valid, Ashatatahi, Bitashbidhi, Chalitza is not valid until she unties or unfastens the laces, and she also removes the shoe. The Gemara continues, Bayer Abyanai, Abyanai is the following Shaila, Kurasuma, what happens if instead of removing the shoe, Chalitza tore the shoe off of his foot? Or let's say she took a coal and she threw it onto his shoe and that burnt it and therefore it came off of his foot. Do we say that it would be a valid chalitza because you had to expose his foot and that was done? Or do you have to have it that you slipped his shoe off his foot and you didn't remove his shoe off his foot and therefore it would not be a valid chalitza? The Gemara says, Teku. It continues with another shayla. If someone is wearing two shoes and they want to do chalitza, what is the din? And the Gemara is, hey chidami, what are we referring to? The chalutza only removed the top layer and she didn't remove the bottom shoe. So certainly that cannot be a valid chalitza because the Torah says, and it says you have to remove the shoe from his foot. And it's not good enough if you took off the shoe that's on top of what's on top of your foot. And the Gemara therefore says, the shayla is, that they ripped a little bit of the top shoe and then they were able to slip off and remove the bottom shoe, the koyiloi, but the top shoe is still there. My, what's it then? Chalitza be'inan va'ika, lemaisa, you remove the bottom shoe, and therefore, you yaitza the chiv of the chaltan ala ma'al ragloi, oidilma, or do you say, giluyakar be'inan va'ika, the lemaisa, you have to reveal his foot, and since you have another shoe that's still on his foot, it would not be considered a valid chalitza, but there's no question in the Gemara that if you take off both of these shoes, then for sure, it would be a valid chalitza. And the Gemara is not paishit deshaila, and we continue on daf kofbeza and bez, is it actually possible that someone wears two shoes on one foot? And the Gemara says in that it is possible. The Chazur Rabban Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabban saw Rabbi Yehuda, the Nafik b'chamisha zugei mukil that he went out into the marketplace with five pairs of shoes. And Taisus asks, what's the Gemara's question? Is it actually possible for this to occur? We, if we have many Gemaras and Shas, and specifically in Chulun on Daf Ayin, where the Gemara asks many nonsensical questions, and the Gemara does it So here also it's possible that the Gemara just asks the question even though it's not possible. So Taisa says that actually the Gemara is not asking if it's possible, but the Gemara is asking that it seems for the Gemara that if you would actually be wearing two shoes and the chalutza goes and takes both off, that actually would be a valid chalutza. But it should not be valid because it's not normal to wear shoes. And that Gemara says it is a derech for someone to wear multiple shoes and therefore it would be valid chalutza as long as you took off all of the shoes that the person's wearing. And the Gemara continues with the second member of Rabbi Hudam Rav. Um, Rabbi Hudam Rav, Rabbi Hudam said the name of Rav, that if there's a case where Reuben was married to Rachel and Reuben died and then Rachel was a Shemer Siavim to his brothers but they were young for example and therefore they didn't do Yibam or Chalitza at that point but she grew up together with them in one house the din is that once they get older and they want to still do Yibam they could still do Yibam at that point and maybe since they were living together and they were interacting with each other for so long that maybe at one point she actually took off one of the shoes and therefore she actually did chalitza and now she should be puzzled and she shouldn't be able to do yibam and the Gemara is medayi that the reason why we allow him to still do yibam is because we didn't see that she took off his shoe but if at some point we 
did see that she actually took off his shoe, then L'Chayr would be chayshish that that was a valid chalitza, and therefore you would not be able to do yibam. In fact, the Gemara about Tanya, we have a price that says, It doesn't make a difference between the gay chalitza if he was the one who had kabbalah to do chalitza and she didn't, or if she had kabbalah to do chalitza and he did not have chalitza, chalitza subsula, it's not considered a valid chalitza at all, unless they both had kabbalah. So over here, even though she took off his shoe, it shouldn't be my little murdered, and Lechira, he should be able to still do Yibam with her. The Gemara answers, this is what Rab meant to say, even if we saw that she removed his shoe, we're not going to be Cheshish, maybe there was Kavana, and therefore there was no issue, and they could still do Yibam. And V'ikad Ami, another version, the only reason why he could still do Yibam is because he didn't see Hachazinan, but if he did see that she took his shoe off his foot, Cheshish would be Cheshish, and even though we have a Bryce that says, you need Kavana, that's only in order to be matahal shuk and to say that it's a valid chalitza in order now that she's not considered Shemir's Yavim any longer. But certainly, if we see that she removed the shoe of her Yavim from his foot, then even though we're not sure if they had Kavana or not, we would have to be Cheshish that maybe they had Kavana and therefore we would puzzle them from having Yibam together. And the Gemara continues with the third din of Rabbi Hudam Rav. Am Rabbi Hudam Rav, sandal had tougher Bepishtin, ain't Chalzabai. We are now allowed to use a sandal that was tougher Bepishtin for Chalitza. And Rashi gives us two Pshatim either Shetafa Betaycha Begah Pishtin Kein Shetafa Betaycha Levadin then inside the shoe they place some sort of a linen piece of fabric in order to make it more comfortable similar to the way we put fabric in our shoes L'shtachin Atafa Pishtin Shetafa Betaycha Kein Shalano use linen thread in order to construct the shoe and since the shoe is not made completely out of leather or out of something that comes from an animal therefore the shoe is not valid for Chalitza Shinema as it says a Pasuk V'analeich Tachash that I put on shoes of the Tachash of a skin from a certain animal the Gemara yes so maybe we should say that the only way that you could have a shoe for chalitza is only if it's made out of tachash itself but if it's made out of any other leather or any other animal product it would not be valid that since in the Pasuk it says the word now many times and therefore it's not all types of leather products if there's a riboy maybe we should say that you could use any type of product even if it's not from leather the Gemara says since the Torah uses the Lashon of tachash in describing a minnow, therefore you need to have some sort of connection to the tachash and needs to be at least out of leather. And Taisus Adriba Maschal Vanalech Tachash, he actually takes this much further. He says, that since it says Lashem Tachash, therefore we actually have to have the leather of a kosher animal. However, Taisus says, that I don't agree to Rabbi Yonatam, and Chalitza could be kosher even with a shoe that's made out of animal hides that are not kosher animals. And the Gemara continues, who shall are if the shoe itself is made out of leather and the straps of the shoe are made out of the hair of an animal what will be the din it's coming from an animal and therefore since it's a byproduct of an animal there shouldn't be an issue with this and that the says if that's true then you should be able to use a shoe that's completely made out of hair and you shouldn't need any leather and that the says that's not called a shoe that's called some sort of a kaka some sort of a Slipper, and that of course would not be good because the Torah says Dafka you need a dial. And the Gemara continues, Omle Rabkanal Shmuel, Rabkanal says to Shmuel, How do you know when the Pasuk says that you have to take off his shoe from his foot? It means Mishlafu that she has to slip off the shoe and take off his shoe, as it says in the Pasuk, the Torah says you need to remove or take out the Abanim that the Nega is on. But the Maisa, there is also a Lashon in Torah where the Chaltzu doesn't mean to remove, but it 
means to strengthen, and maybe it should mean over here that the woman has to put a shoe on and tie it, as it says in the Pesach, that you should strengthen from amongst you the people that are going out to war and make sure your soldiers are strengthened. So my answer is, over there also, it doesn't mean to strengthen, it actually means to remove them, make sure you detach them from the house and they are able to go to war. Another Pesach, that Ani should be strengthened and should be stronger even through his Anias. Over there also, it means you should be removed because of the schar that he goes through such pain and suffering in this world based on his poverty. Therefore, he'll be able to be removed from the din of Gehenim. And the Gemara once again asks, but we also have a pasuk in Tehillim that says, So there also means that the Malach Hashem will come to the Yuri Hashem and he'll strengthen them. And that the Gemara says, it doesn't mean he'll strengthen them, but because of the schar of someone who has Yuri Hashem, he'll be removed from the din of Gehenim. And finally, the Gemara brings a right from a pasuk in Yeshaya, the pasuk says, The blood explained the pasuk, This is one of the greatest brachas. The explains, The bracha is that a person should have complete strength. And that Gemara says, In Enechinami, the word Yachlitz means to strengthen, but Mashmahachi, Mashmahachi, it's Mashmah either way, either to strengthen or to remove. However, the Hacha, the pasuk over here that says, If it means that she should strengthen and she should tie on his shoe, Im King the Torah should say that she should tie on his shoe on his foot and since the Pasuk says therefore from the context of the Pasuk we see that it means she removes his shoe from his foot the Gemara now says that you may have a Havmin that the only way to do Chalitza is if the shoe is on his foot but if it's on his stump for example by an amputee then it would not work and we know that you could do Chalitza even if it's not Mamish on his foot so and therefore the Torah had to say that when it's above his foot, even if it's on top of his foot and not on his actual foot, it would still work. And therefore, maybe the Torah is still telling us that she has to tie a shoe onto his foot or onto his stump. If that's the case, then it's to say that the chalutza has to tie the shoe onto the top of his foot. What does it mean from on top of his foot? It must be it's telling you that he has to remove the shoe from his foot. But of course, if he doesn't have a foot and he's an amputee, you can also remove that shoe from his leg as long as that part of the leg is below his knee as we learned in the Mishnah. And the Gemara continues with the story This min your nation that Hashem did chalitza to you and got rid of you that Hashem was already removed from you and the Gemara continues so Gamaliel said back to the men you fool doesn't say HaKadosh Baruch did chalitza to them he was removed from them if a Yavim takes off the shoe off of the Yavama, of course it doesn't do anything. Also, it says that Klai is sold the Chalitza from Akash Baruchu, and that doesn't effectuate anything, and of course Hashem is still attached with us. And the Gemara continues to quote from a Mishnah, that if she does Chalitza with a shoe which is made out of fabric or some sort of a sock, then it would be a Chalitza that's puzzle. And the Gemara now says, this teaches us that, that this type of material, type of a shoe, is not considered a shoe at all. And we also learned that the person that his job was to be tired the skull and added the trumasalishka would not be allowed to go into the treasury, not with a hem begged and not with these type of socks. And the reason why you can't go in with a begged that has any hems, as Rashi says, that he shouldn't be to say that he put some money into 
his hem. And the same chash applies to these type of soft socks, these type of shoes, because you could hide cash in them as well. And the Bryce then continues and says, and certainly you're not allowed to go to do the Shubas Alishka, with these shoes, because you're not to go with shoes into the Azara. And as Rashi brings from the Pasuk Nishaya, that you now trample into the chutz of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and you now wear shoes. But by the fact that we said in Tzarech only benegeah these shoes, meaning the menol and sandal, so we see that this Mishnah in Shkalim or this Brisa doesn't hold that Ampilia is considered shoes at all. Verminu and the Gemara now asks a kasha on both our Mishnah and the Mishnah Masechet Shkalim, as the Brisa discussed the Israel Kippa of Nils the sandal, and it states Echol Minol the sandal of Ampilia Lo Yitalia Ben Lo Yimibais Labais Lo Yimimita Lamita that a person now wear a minol a sandal or this ampilia and on Yom Kippur you now walk from house to house or from bed to bed. We see from here that this ampilia is considered shul gabi Yom Kippur. So Mabaya, the is bekatite mishum tining that we're talking about a case where this ampilia has some sort of a felt lining and even though it's certainly not considered shul benigea chalitza, however it's considered too comfortable to wear on Yom Kippur and the reason is because of a problem of tining. Is it true that if there's something which is not a shoe, but there's a problem of tining that's going to be also in Kippah. We know Rabbi Huna on Yom Kippah would wrap cloths around his feet and he would walk out like that even though there was a lot of tining. Elam Rav, like Kasha, Rav says it's not shver. That the Bryce of Benigea Yom Kippah is talking about these Ampilia, but they were made out of leather and that's why it's also in Kippah. However, and our Mishnah talking about Chalitza and the Mishnah of Benigea Shkolem were talking about a cloth Ampilia and therefore, of course, it's not a shoe and it can't be used for chalitza. And B'degea Trumas Halishka was saying that even though it's not considered a shoe, you're still not aware when you go into the Trumas Halishka because you could hide coins inside them. And Rabbi continues and says, Hachadam Mustavri, it actually makes sense. If you're not going to say like this, Kashim Kippur, Yom Kippur, we're going to have a stira for Yom Kippur itself. The time we have another price that says, Lo Yitala Adam, Bekud Kisim, Betech Besai. And on Yom Kippur, a person not aware, these Kud Kisim inside his house. And Rashi says, Menolim Dakim, they have very thin type of shoes. Shinolim Tachas Menolim of him. And these thinner shoes were worn under thicker shoes to protect them from water. And Rashi says, undershuk, they're called undershoes, Belosh and Ashkenaz. And Rashi then says, But you're allowed to wear these ampillion within your house. And Lemaisa, we just had a Rashi before that said, You're not wearing these ampillion in your house on your kippah. It must be, And in this Rashi, when it says, You're allowed to wear ampillion, we're talking about ampillion that were made out of material, and that's not considered a shoe. However, in the Rashi that we had before, but in Gayim Kippur that we said you're not wearing pillion, that's talking about a pillion made out of leather. And the Gemara continues, Tanah Kavas Rava, I have a Bryce like Rava, Chalta Ben Menol HaNifram, Shechaifas Reif HaRegel, if someone goes and does Chalitza with a torn shoe that covers up most of the person's foot, or Besadon HaNifchas, Shemekavos Reif HaRegel, or with a broken sandal which can cover most of a person's foot, and over here really it's talking about the same idea, except in a a soft piece of leather, a Menal, it's Shaykh to use a Lush from, and in a sandal which is a hard piece of leather, it's shy to use the lush of nifkas to break. And the Brazil continues with sandal shosham v'shosiv, a type of a sandal that was made out of different types of material, wood or some sort of a grass material, bekavakita or on a prosthetic, or bemaika hard felt which protects a person's foot, or besmichas reglayim, or with crutches, bampilya shor, or with the leather ampilias, benchalitzas minagadol, and if someone does chalitza and takes off the shoe of a gadol, ben oime, ben yosha, ben moita, it doesn't make a difference if the man was standing, sitting, or leaning, benchalitzas menasuma, or someone does chalitza where the man is a suma chalitza sekshira ha chalitza is going to be kasha al menol nifra shein chayfes reiver regal 
However, with this minol, which is soft leather, which tore, and it's not covering up most of the foot, or or a sandal which broke, and it's not or the hand crutches, or with a cloth beged, or someone that does chalitza from a cotton, meaning that the male was a cotton, chalitza is a chalitza is going to be puzzle. But what you see over here is that there's a chalit between and that although is not going to be a val chalitza, that's not considered a shoe. However, is going to be considered a shoe, and it will be a val chalitza. And we will stop over here.